Welcome to the Masterclass of One with Zig Ziglar Master Coach David Creel. It's called the Masterclass of One because it's about the person David is speaking to, but you can listen and act like David is asking you the questions. Then go and apply them and change your life. If you want to create impact in the lives of others, increase your personal income, and be a more productive and efficient human being, you're in the right place. We're glad you're here. Hello again. David Creel with another episode of the Masterclass of One podcast. Now, this is a little unique because now we have two people here, not one. So we're going to see how things go. I have with me today, Mr. Drew from sunny Southern California and uh, Miss Brittany from the great state of Tennessee. How are you all today? Doing good. You know, David, I'm feeling blessed and favored. Oh, blessed and highly favored. Where have I heard that before? Oh, highly awesome. favored. Yes, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's a good place to be. Thank uh, you. So I know y'all's time's valuable. I know my time's valuable too. So if you don't mind, we'll just go ahead and get on into it. Okay, so Brittany, ladies first. I know we kind of joked about earlier, you kind of threw Drew under the bus, but you know we, we don't play like that here. Um, what would make this a powerful conversation for you today? That's a loaded question. Um, I would say talking about um, maybe 20, I mean, it's the beginning of 2024, 2024 goals. Okay, awesome. And what do you currently want that you don't have? Time. Oh, you have all the time in the world. <laughs> you have, you, I mean, you live in Tennessee. They have 24 hours in a day, right? That's true. And seven days a week. Very true. Okay. So you have 168 hours a week, right? Didn't, didn't Einstein have 24, 27, 24 hour days and Thomas Edison and Colonel Sanders and George Washington and. Jesus and pretty much everyone who ever lived on the face of the planet. I would imagine. Yes. They did. Okay. For themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So time. Okay. Drew, what about you? What would make this a powerful conversation? Oh boy. Really get you to think you really get people to think, huh? All That's right. the plan. Yes, sir. Uh, what would make this a powerful conversation? If I have trouble coming up with something, does that mean I'm closed off or I'm not open? Or what does that mean? What do you think it means? Uh, I don't know. Mm. Humor me and guess. <laughs> um, it might mean that I just haven't thought much about it, that I'm not spending much time with myself thinking about these deeper things. Okay. So, um, Okay, let me ask a different question of you then. If you could get the question to us, if you could get the answer to a single question, what would you ask? Mm. That might be a tough one for you today. I can probably handle it. <laughs> um, wow. I do not know. 
Okay, let's let let's pause. Okay, come back. You're not off the hook yet, but let's just pause right at this exact second. Got you. If you were going to put on your coach hat and tell Brittany what she needs to hear about time, what would you tell her? Mm. Oh, Brittany. <laughs> well, I would tell Brittany there's this cloning company. <laughs> you can duplicate yourself. Uh, yeah, time. Uh, it. I, I know what Brittany's experiencing. I mean, I've lived it in other lifetimes. Um, it's tough juggling the the workload and the, the you know young kids and the husband and family and household. It's it's tough and yeah, probably not getting a whole lot of sleep and but excited at the same time and yeah. Um, I don't have advice on how to deal with that other than be careful not to neglect the husband and the kids and don't you know. I, I, I've been to a place in my past where I was so focused on building my internet company that like I was working 14 hour days and I would come home from work, right? Go into my office and work. And then my, my wife's like, dinner, go eat dinner, kiss the kids, go back to the office and work till midnight. She'd come down at 11 o'clock. You still working? Yeah. All right. I'll kiss you goodnight then. And it was, I didn't have a good balance. I didn't have a good balance, but I was just, it probably was my... David probably was my addiction. I was probably addicted to the work and getting things done and checking things off my list. And that's just my personality type, being a type A, you know? Um, so that's he smiles from Brittany. But yeah. yeah, balancing that's not easy because you know, you we're going places, we got things to do, and you know, we you, you gotta put in the work. You can't just cruise control because you're not going to make it where we want to go and now david's going to say well where is it that you want to go <laughs> hey david i'm taking over for you uh, perfect uh <laughs> i you know Brittany, how'd that land for you yeah i mean right on the nose right three young kids three under three um so it's it, it's just, my husband's a firefighter so the struggle is real um but i mean for the most part i just try to stay present Right. My working hours are my working hours. My kids hours are my kids hours. And when my husband's home, he's home. Yeah. And what's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with it. Um, I just need to, I, I think that I need to put some more time aside to get household stuff done in me time. Yeah. So do you have a schedule that you adhere to? I'm actually putting one together right now that I'm going to implement in February. Awesome. Okay. So whenever you say me time, do you mean like <clears throat> going to get a massage or your hair done or your nails did or. Uh, oh, we're not uh, there yet. <laughs> like, no, like going to play golf. Like what do you want the me time for? What do you want it to accomplish? <clears throat> um, in the beginning, just. You know, I'm a very organ. I'm type A like Drew, um, so I'm very organized, and I find that the last thing that gets done in my household is my own personal room or my putting my clothes away or something like that. So, setting time aside that's not 1 a.m. to do that, um, and then that would work into you know an hour or two a week. Yeah, go get my nails done. That would be amazing. Um, but I want to start with the basics, just getting my life organized. <laughs> I get it. When would you like to do that? 
but I'm, February 1st is my goal to implement it. No, like on February 1st, you want to do it every day? Do you do it once a week? Do you want to do it once a month? It would be once on the weekends and once on maybe a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Okay. So you want to do like household chores, basically. Basically. On Tuesday or Wednesday and one uh, on Saturday or Sunday at some point. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. When's the next time? When's the next time you get your teeth cleaned? I have no idea. March, I think. Okay. Mar- okay. Let's say it's March and let's say it's March 15th. Okay. We're seeing how we don't know, but we know it sometime in March, we think. Okay. How do you know you're going to get your teeth clean? Let's say March 15th. If it's not March 15th yet. It's on my schedule. Look at it smile. It also, it also needs to be um, a conversation with my husband where, Hey, you have the kids for an hour and a half while I accomplish X, Y, and Z. And we're going to do it on these days. Cause you're not working. Yeah. So it's probably a, what, 10 minute conversation, maybe. Yes. But have you ever noticed, unless something out of the ordinary occurs between now and let's say March 15th when you get your teeth cleaned, if you're conscious, you're going to go to your teeth cleaning, right? Yeah. Because it's scheduled. And then when it's scheduled, nothing else can get in the way because it's scheduled. Right? You have a hard time saying no? Yes. Huh. So would you be open to a phrase whenever you block your schedule out, which I think is a great idea, of something that you can say that gets you off the hook when someone else comes up and tries to get that one hour or hour and a half or whatever it is you block off? Would you like a phrase that you could tell them? Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have a prior commitment. The commitments to yourself, but you count. I mean, you're right. you're important in this deal, right? So I'm I sorry. It. I have a I'm sorry. I have a prior commitment, and it doesn't matter what the commitment is. You have a prior commitment to to your you know to yourself, to your spouse, to your kids, to do whatever you need to do in that time block you have, and that's your commitment. So hey, I'd love to you know let's say it's you know Tuesday at noon. I'm just making this up. I have no idea. Okay. One of your friends calls and says, Hey, let's go out to lunch on Tuesday at noon. I'm sorry. I have a prior commitment. I can go at one or I could go at 11, but I can't go at noon. I have a prior commitment. I like it. I've never had anyone say, what's your prior commitment? Right. It doesn't matter what my prior (laughs) commitment is. I could be watching the grass grow. It doesn't matter. I have a prior commitment. Awesome. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Drew. Oh, now hold on back up. So, so yeah, I think that's great. And I've been, I've been want, since I work with Brittany every day, I, and her schedule is always wide open, packed, but wide open. So, and, and we're on different time zones a little bit. So since I, if I have a question or want to work with Brittany, I know she's got the kids and the family. And so, but I would like to see her block out 
that time, you know, off her schedule. So it's, when I look at her schedule, it's not open. I'm like, oh, should I, I reach out? I'm going to reach out because it's <laughs> open. I would like to see her say, you know, whatever time that is for Brittany. I think that, you know, Nanny leaves at five, your time. 530. Yeah. 530. So 530 on it's blocked out. Now, if there's something really urgent, I'll text, I would text Brittany and she'll probably get back. She will get back. But at least she's kind of starting to block out her, her regions and be yeah. busy, be booked for herself and her family. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I do, I do oh, block oh. out if my husband's at work, but if he's not at work, I make myself available. Okay. So this is an example for either one of you. We're, I'm assuming I am personally not, but I'm sure y'all in y'all's line of work, y'all are pretty much tied to your email, mm-hmm. right? So again, I hope this never happens, but let's, let's say it's not you. Let's say one of your neighbors down the street from you, who you you've met once ever in your life. So they're not friends. There's somebody that lives on your street. If their house was literally burning to the ground, would you send them an email or would you text or call them? I would call them. Exactly. So, Drew, like what you're saying, if it's an emergency, you wouldn't send her an email because it's the building's on fire. Correct. It's like, hey, call me right now. This is urgent. Yeah, yeah. Or call you know somebody calls three or four times in a row it's like oh i need to i need to stop what i'm doing and answer this because this is important they're not just calling to tell me that you know the lions just made the super bowl or whatever you know it's like i'm probably watching the game myself you know but on an email that way whenever you're all working together once once you get your kind of calendar blocked off Mm -hmm. then you he can look at your calendar and say "Ooh, not available uh it can wait till tomorrow or right. no, this is urgent and I've got to get, a, we need a five minute phone call to get this, yeah. uh, yeah. whatever. Cause it's not going to be an email. Cause think of the house example. You're not going to email somebody if their house is burning down. Well, but hold on. I agree with you, but Brittany and I have our phones on us at all times, pretty much. So even though we're off the clock, if an email comes in or a text comes in, we both tend to want to respond 24, not 24 by seven, but while we're humanly conscious, and yeah. maybe that's some work we need to do. So like Brittany takes her, she can work Saturday morning because there's there's leadership meetings up till 12 o'clock and then her schedule is blocked off for the weekend. So she can be, yeah. yeah. Here's yeah. the other thing though, David, this is, this is just for you to see how we kind of struggle with it. Our company is rapidly growing. Yeah. So you can, you, I'm sure you can understand that oftentimes with a newer company, a rebranded company, opportunities arise and if you are not responding you miss out on great opportunities so that's another struggle with time that we have and i know it's all about balancing work and life and all that but at the end of the day if a text comes in at six o'clock and it's going to affect the way the way i'm seen in the company nine months from now i want to answer that text what do you think the chances that actually happens um, well, I mean, I have a hold great on, example. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. In your example, a text comes in, let's say, after business hours. Okay, 8 p.m., whenever it comes in. When you're up for promotion or to get to the next level of the company, 
you actually think that in the review, it's going to say, we texted her at 8.08 p.m. on a Saturday, and she didn't respond until Monday. She's not getting the promotion. I don't think it's going to say that, but I will give you an example. I called Drew late one night to talk to him about a situation that occurred. And in that conversation, the way that he responded showed me his leadership qualities and his integrity. Yeah. I get so it. now when I talk to my leadership team in the, in the meetings, I bring that to their attention. He's now being seen as a leader. So as we're doing promotions, now his name comes up. Nice job, Drew. And that's okay. a real life example. I, I get it. How many times has that happened? I think it's like a snowball effect, right? No, no, like so, how many times have you actually called Drew late at night and then he got his name got put in promotion because the way he stepped up and handled it? How many times has that happened? Probably two or three. So we don't make rules and exceptions for two or three times a, a decade. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's not the norm. It's definitely, it's definitely the Yeah, outlaw. I mean, obviously, if literally the building is on fire. <laughs> then you pick up the phone. Yeah, but yeah. You don't make rules for the building catch on fire because it's not going to burn down probably right. more than once, more right. than likely. Yeah. If it continually burns down, you don't have a call problem. You have a something is electrical problem. Something is wrong. And you would redo <laughs> the house to make sure that the house doesn't yeah. continually burn down. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's, or, or, know, that's what I would do. In that situation, though, see, the thing is, Brittany and I are cut from similar cloth because. We actually like talking to each other. And if it's at 10 at night, not a big deal. In that particular situation, hubby was at the fire department. Kids were put down for the night. She sort of had a minute to just be. And she's like, I want to talk to Drew about this. This is kind That's of true. exciting. This is kind of exciting. And I want to give him a little bit of good news. So it, that was an outlier. It was all good. I, I, I don't think that fits. And, and I hear all that and I get it. But if you notice that happened outside of the commitment she had to her family. That's true. And then it wasn't a big deal because she yeah. wasn't neglecting her kids to call you. They were asleep. Correct. And hubby was working. So she's not right. So him. she's That's free. my concern. That's my concern for Brittany is to make sure hubby is getting enough love and attention because she and I could tend to be workaholics and you know, we don't want to neglect our family because that could lead to problems and divorce and blah, blah, blah. I'm very well, aware of that. I make sure that if there's any late night activity, it's when he's working and the kids are asleep. Right. So sounds like you have plenty of time. <laughs> it's just you have the set number of time. It's just what do you do with the blocks of time that you do have? And yeah. not spending it on, um, you know, I'm going to do this and this and this. No, you're not going to do any of them well. You're going to pick one and do it and then do the next one. Right. And I don't know if y'all can do this. I can get away with this because I don't have to give his approval. But if y'all ever send me an email, it might be eight hours for I even look at it. Because I do not have notifications turned on my phone for my email. Or my computer. Now, again, y'all may not have that luxury, but I mean, what if you just shut your email off? The email will still be in the morning. 
My heart just sunk. Huh? I said my heart just sunk. Me too. After I just hours, had an anxiety attack. I know, me too. After hours, yes. During business hours, Brittany and I like to respond in real time. Like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, if it's noon, okay, if you need email. But yeah. again, how many dire emergency emails have you ever received at 10 p.m.? The only time that that happens is if there's a promotional price and someone sees it and says, I want to take advantage of it and we're approaching midnight. Again, that's the only time. How many but times I would does that right. happen in a year? Three times a year. So, okay, so we I don't would, make exceptions. We don't make right. rules for something that happens three times a year. Right. Yeah, that's good. Or you make the cutoff 10 p.m. Right. Or 6 p.m. Or whatever you want to make the cutoff to be where you're not up at midnight. That's completely fair. I mean, if it's in big bold letters, this ends at 6 p.m. Eastern on you know, February 14th, then it ends at 6 p.m. Eastern on February 14th. You That's, true. That's true. That's us setting expectations for our clients. So yeah. we don't tell them it ends at midnight on the 31st. We say it ends at 5 p.m. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Hey, look, I had an epiphany. No, just kidding. How about that? Okay. But well, and what it could just be, and Brittany, especially with you and your husband, what it sounds like to me is y'all have expectations for each other. Yes. Okay, well, what if you had agreements? Yes. Like, uh, babe or honey or whatever you call your husband. Depends on my mood. Hey, <laughs> what's that? Depends on my mood. <laughs> oh, oh I, I, you said it real fast. I said, I don't know. I don't think I want to know what you just said. I don't, I don't need the, I don't need the pet names. Okay, so... Uh, if you said, uh, you know, ba- what's his name? So I don't call him babe. Chris. Okay. Chris. Hey, Chris. Um, I'm working on something new and I need your help. I'm thinking about doing this thing at this time window and this other thing at this time window. So can we make an agreement? So in order for me to get this stuff done, you need to make yourself available to take care of the kids in this block of time. Can we make that happen? I like that way better than the way I handle it right now. You probably just tell him, huh? I need this hour. Yep. Correct. And that, right. that, that sit well long-term. Right. Right. Yeah. Like um, what if, so the status here is Drew, you're the boss or y'all are a coworker? Like y'all are equal or what what's y'all status? We're coworkers. Okay, so y'all are equal like he's not the owner and you're you're like the secretary or whatever. Y'all are both equal on the same footing. Yes. Okay. What if let's just play a game and Drew was actually your boss? Mm-hmm. So you worked for Drew, like directly under him. And what if he came up to you and said, I expect you to be on time to our meetings. How would that feel? It would frustrate me. Exactly. What if Drew came to you and said, Brittany, we start at 9 a.m. Is there anything in your way that prevents you from getting to the meeting at 9 because you continually show up at 9.10 and we start at 9 and I have to backtrack for 10 minutes to catch you up to the meeting. Is there anything in your way that's preventing you from being there at 9 o'clock? 
much and more you may say, well, I have a meeting with this other group and that goes from 8.30 to 9.10. So I physically I either have to cancel that or leave that meeting early, or we need to start the meeting at 9.15, or I don't need to be in this group. And he says, you no longer in that meeting, be it a meeting at nine. Can you make it at nine o'clock? Yes, no problem. Doesn't that feel much more much. Um, mm-hmm. cohesive and you're on the same page and you're, he's not fighting for you. He's not fighting. He's not talking to you. He's talking with you. Well, I'm knowing Drew, he would say, let's change the meeting to 915 to give you a five minute break so you can still attend the first one. Well, <laughs> it yes, doesn't I see matter what, what, but you both have an agreement. Yes. It's- Either this is going to move or I'm going to move to make it because you need to be there because you're an integral part of the meeting. So let's make an agreement where we both agree on. Okay, so if this meeting, if I move this meeting back to 9.15, your other meetings ends at 9.10, you can start being on time at 9.15. Yes, perfect. The new meeting time is 9.15 to 10 or whatever the, whatever the time is. Yeah. We got it. Thank you. Makes a lot of sense. Thanks for the mind jujitsu. Okay, so, uh, so Brittany, you good? Yeah. Okay. I know what I need to do now. Exactly. Okay. So what would you tell Drew whenever I asked him what would make this a powerful conversation? He said he didn't know. What would you tell, what do you think Drew needs to hear? I think that, I think that Drew has some powerful goals in 2024. And I think that we need to figure out how to get him in accordance with those goals. So I think if I were to give Drew what he needs to hear, it would be, you're getting there. Um, Let's just keep sticking to the plan. Drew, thoughts? Uh, Cool, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know what? I'll tell you what what came to me that I would like to talk about. Okay. Um. I, you know, being an entrepreneur my whole life and starting tons of businesses, that's my world. Like, I'm not into sports. I'm into business and I'm into the stock market and the economy. And um, I find that I I click best with other like-minded people. And um, I just tend to want to talk about business and, you know, go right to business. And I, I, I'm, I'm just realizing I need to do a better job at making some of the small talk. And I don't mean insignificant small talk. I just mean making it more about things I've done that are interesting, not business related, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I've actually started making that mind shift literally the last 48 hours. And in my networking that I go to, I went to one last night, instead of making it about, you know, what someone says, so what do you do, Drew? I keep it so short and I, and I try to switch it right back to them. And then when they come back to me, I get into one of my interesting life stories, you know, whatever, that I lived in New Zealand or I've driven a giant earth mover where the tires are 10 feet tall and that kind of stuff. Um, and so... Yeah, it's uh, it's this is a shift that I'm in the middle of just starting to make. So maybe that's something we can explore. Okay, so 
what's coming up for me right now is have you, are you familiar or have you ever heard of the disc profile? Yes. Uh, Brittany, you've never heard of it? Nope. No I've clue. not. Okay. Um, the extreme cliff notes is this. Okay. There's D-I-S-C. D-I-S-C. Disc profile. Okay. Whether you love the guy or hate the guy, it doesn't matter. Whenever you picture Donald Trump, that's a D. Very. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I know what you're talking about now. Let's get to the point. You know, (laughs) the best I've ever heard about a D is to heck with the labor pains. Just show me the baby. Okay. An I is whatever you picture in your mind of a comedian. Very talkative with their hands. Very knows everyone. Everyone knows them. They know everyone else. They always want to tell you the story. An S. Are you old enough to know who Leave It to Beaver is? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, June Cleaver mm-hmm. is an S. Just very steady, not very high, not very low, just very steady and a, a solid format. You know what you're going to get. Not going to wow you, not going to set the records, but they're going to put the work in. And they know you're very dependable. Okay. Then a C person is whatever you picture in your mind about an accountant. Very numbers driven, very logical, like do this, do this, do this. Like engineers are very good high C people because they're very attention to detail. Okay. So Drew, what I'm hearing is if I had to guess, you're probably in the upper right, upper left quadrant of the D profile. I would say I'm a DC. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. Whenever someone, let's say Brittany is an I, okay? I I don't really know, but let's just say, just for the the sake of this argument, how she hears is she needs the story and you have to pump the freaking brakes and slow down. Mm -hmm. Even that goes against your nature to do so because you want to go zero to a hundred in eight seconds. Right. Okay. But what you're doing whenever you talk to someone who's in a high I or an, an IS, they're slower processors mentally, and they need the details to see why are we doing all this in the first place? Okay, so you might need to consider maybe they're not a- maybe they're asking me all these questions because they really need to know to be able to comprehend. Possibly. I don't know. Okay. All I've met is y'all too. Okay. So I I haven't talked to everybody. Okay. But if you're talking to someone like yourself, they don't need the story and you don't want the story. Just, this is what happened. Like, Mm. here's the baby there, you know, he's eight pounds or whatever. Okay. (laughs) So if you can see, if you can kind of peg who you're talking to and know, okay, I don't know for sure because I haven't had they haven't had the assessment, but if I had a gun in my head, I would say this person's an I or an S. Slow down. Give the details. If it's somebody who's just like you, okay, don't worry about the details. If they want the details, they'll ask. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna walk up to someone at my D and I meeting tomorrow and I'm gonna say, Are you a D I C or an S? 
<laughs> well, you can. Uh, well, no, no, what? Ma- make sure they make sure you don't add a K in there, because uh, <laughs> then it would be like, oh, what are you calling me? Uh, but you could oh. probably pick up on it. Pretty close. Guess what it is? Yeah, it'll take a little work to to to, to start. Well, I mean, what? This is kind of cool. Um, actually, because Drew and I just set goals, right? And the way that I do it is where do you want to be in a year from now and what actionable items are going to get you there? And let's drive it down to the very minimum. And Drew from that had a realization that he needs to tell more stories. And that's what's going to be most important in the discovery and throughout the sales process to be able to understand what people's needs are and get them there. So I actually, I love this. Yeah. And you know what? Last night I was at this networking thing with 30 people and the new Drew showed up. So the old Drew was just tell you what I do and blah, blah, blah. And you need this. And this is what I do. And you sh- everybody should do it. Last night's Drew was, I was all into stories. I was, I was the, the next level, the I, I was, you know. Oh, no, no, no. Was you it know? the same group? Because they might think you have split personalities. <laughs> no, it was a new group. Okay, good. Hey, hey. hey, but listen, I came with 20 business cards and everybody wanted my card. So That's great. It, they were like drawn to me like a magnet. It was really weird. Drew, welcome to being a human being. Right. <laughs> made it. Yeah. You graduated. You're no longer I a robot. I, that's right. Okay. Because Zig Ziglar said people only do business with people they know, like, and trust. And if all you think about 24 7, 365 is somebody, you're at a networking event, you're in Southern California. Someone is talking, whether you're in a sport or not, it doesn't matter. Someone's talking about the Rams making the playoffs. And then you say, yeah, so what do you think about the stock market? We're not talking about that. We're talking about this, you know. But then, have, have you all heard the story of um, Gladstone and Disraeli back in the day in England, like in the 40s or 50s or 60s, whenever they were running for prime minister. You ever heard that story? Nope. So um, I think the guy's name is William Gladstone. I think it's his name. Don't quote me, but I think that's what his name is. He, there, the story goes that a, um, um, a titled lady in England, like a known figure in England, went to go lunch with, have, with Gladstone and Disraeli. Okay. At the end of the the first dinner with Gladstone, she was asked, what did you think about uh, Gladstone? Because he was running for prime minister. And she said, at the end of that meeting with uh, Mr. Gladstone, I thought he was one of the most thoughtful, caring, you know, well-versed individuals I've ever spoken to. Okay, so then she goes and have the meetings with Disraeli. After the same reporter asked her, you know, what did the meeting, how how did it go with Disraeli? And she said, after meeting with Disraeli, I thought I was one of the most thoughtful people, one of the most caring people, and one of the most intelligent people in the world. And Disraeli won in a landslide because he made other people feel important. Not that I'm so smart. Disraeli made her think she was the smartest person ever. 
And Gladstone said, I'm the smartest person ever. So a, a distinction you might want to consider is, do you know the difference between interested and interesting questions? Have you ever heard of this? Yes. You have. Okay, Drew, you have not. No, I mean, maybe I have. Can you, can you elaborate? Okay. Um, an interesting question. Um, I think that logo behind your right shoulder is pretty cool. What do you think? An yeah. interesting question, it, or interested question is, what do you think about that logo? Being interested versus interesting. Interesting generally starts with I. Like, I think this, what do you think? Well, I know what I think. I'm trying to find out what you think. So an interested question is, what do you think about that logo? Because now you're talking to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. One of the things I've added to, you know, again, I, I think my mo motto has always been get the sale and the cost. Okay. And so it, 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 um, and it was about me. Now I'm, I'm flipping the script. I'm making it about others. So when I'm talking about my stories and I'm, I'm truly engaging them in an interesting conversation and you can see their eyes like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then at my end of my conversations or something, I'm like, is there anything I can do for you? So now I'm coming at it as of service. How can I help you? You know, what can I, and that so far, nobody's like, no, I'm good, Drew. But if I, if I need anything, I'll let you know. It's still, I'm planting a seed that I will help you if you need help. I'm available to you. Yeah. So that's something new. I just started like the last two days. Well, even in two days, though, doesn't it seem much more natural? I like it. Because like as, it. Yeah. as Zig Ziglar said, you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Yes. For example, we all know who, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos and Amazon is. How many people do you think Amazon serves a day? Right. All I mean, literally, yes, all is the actual correct answer, but uh, tens of millions or hundreds of millions of people a day. Well, right. there's not really a surprise that he's in the top two of the richest people on earth. Yeah. Because his company serves a whole lot of people. With what they need or want. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, this was super fun. Was. I, I feel like I got some me time in. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> How about that? And so one more thing about that, uh, Brittany, one thing you might want to consider too. Do you have a morning routine? No, it's pure chaos. <laughs> what if it wasn't? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's going to take, time for the I get kids it. to get older. I get it. And have you ever noticed that whatever happens first, nothing else gets in the way? Mm -hmm. No, I think you heard me. I don't think you heard me. I like that. Okay. So what if you just scheduled whenever you woke up, what if you scheduled five minutes of uninterrupted quiet, five minutes, not 50 minutes. <laughs> like you wake up, and you just be for five minutes. 
I don't know if my household would permit that. I have a a two-month-old, a one-year-old, and a two-year-old. I get it. And whatever happens first, nothing else can get in the way. Well, the I mean, realistically, my five minutes is when the newborn wakes up and I feed them, right? So that's my five minutes because I'm I'm I can't physically leave the newborn even if said one and two year old are up. I get it. So that's I guess that's my five minutes for now, right? A month down the road, two months down the road, three months, it's going to change consistently. What if it's just sixty seconds? I can try. (laughs) Oh, you. You're telling me that you don't have 60 seconds in the course of 24 hours to spend by yourself? Unintentionally, yes, but I can't make it because you never know who's going to wake up and need something. When do you wake up? When the newborn wakes up. Anywhere between three and seven. Okay, so whenever the newborn gets, if say the newborn wakes up at... 3 a.m. Like you get up and you start your day at 3.15? No, no, no. Or you go back to bed? I'll go back to the bed. (laughs) Okay. So if she, he or she wakes up at, say, 3 a.m., the chances of them waking up before 7 are probably not very good. True. Because now they've got their clean diaper. Their belly's full. Their belly's full. They're ready to go. So... If your alarm goes off at seven, you couldn't get up at six fifty-eight. Yeah, I guess I could. Okay, yeah. So you you can. Uh, it's just a matter of will you. Right. And then what's she going to do for those two minutes? Just be. About just be, <laughs> okay. and not have to do anything. Yeah, I get it. So she can experience a little bit of that. Yeah, a little bit of the me time that she's she's craving. Because she doesn't spend any time for herself. Drew, we don't understand this because we're not moms, but moms always put themselves last, as you probably are aware. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, I would call that you're lying to yourself if you say you don't have 60 seconds in one day. She can do No, I, defi- I definitely do. It's just, it, it, it cannot, it's sporadic. It cannot be planned. It I get can, it. It, it. It can. It, it, can be sporadic and you can also get up two minutes earlier than what you planned and find 60 seconds right what would she do a yoga pose or something if 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 it was me what i would do in that two minutes is i would turn my phone off and i would just sit there and just shut my eyes and just be present with myself and my thoughts for two minutes that's or a minute or, or however much time you have because when she first wakes up in the morning, just lay in bed an extra minute or two and just be with yourself. Yeah. That also true, which is, I find it borderline impossible that you don't have 60 extra seconds in one, in one day, you know, not 60 extra seconds every 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> talking 60 seconds in a whole day. Yeah. You don't know. I definitely, I definitely seconds. do. And. You're and what happens first, nothing else gets in the way of. Like when I get up in the morning, very first thing I do, I go to the restroom. The very, 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 very first thing. So nothing else gets in the way of me going from where my bed is 
to the rat to the bathroom because it happens first. Right. So something that's fifth can't get in the way of something that happens first because by definition, there's only one thing that can happen first. Right. <laughs> I mean, because yes. it can't be two things that happen first. It's impossible. Right. So you're you're saying, and I, I've heard this before, it's actually very good. You're saying she could just simply inject a new number thing to do as number two. Get up in the morning, you hit the bathroom, and now I'm going to insert a new behavior as my number two thing that nothing's going to get in the way. You do that yeah. for another time, and that becomes like going to the bathroom. Well, yes. And if your sole priority, like my sole priority when I get up is I got to go to the restroom. Okay. But now that I've gone to the restroom, okay, now the next thing up is the first priority. Right. Because what's happening next is the next priority. Well, I brush my teeth. Well, there you go. So how many times have you let something, an email or a text or whatever, get in the place of the first thing you do when you wake up is you go to the restroom. And the second thing you do is you brush your teeth. How many times has that not happened in your whole life? How many times has that not happened in that sequence? Very rare. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess there could be rare exceptions. Some stuff, something happens, you got to break the routine, but it's fine. It's rare. But 999 times out of a thousand, you're going right. to get up, you're going to go right. to the restroom, you're going to brush your teeth. Okay. So if someone said, hey, Drew, I want to have a meeting at 6.05 and I get up at 6. I'm sorry, I have a prior commitment. I see what you did there. With my toothbrush. How about that? I didn't know where we we're going to go today. So how about that? Oh, it's awesome. So, Thank you. Hey, this All was right, super man. fun. Bless. All appreciate right. Well, appreciate we'll, uh, we'll talk to y'all later. All right, awesome. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye. Awesome. David has been a coach basically his entire life. He was made to coach people. He loves seeing people transform their lives through coaching. It's been said that it takes a coach to get you to a place inside yourself that you can't get to by yourself. It's also been said that you're only one conversation away from a completely changed life and that nothing ever happens outside of a conversation. If you'd like to have a conversation with David about where you currently are in life and where you want to go, reach out to him at davidcreel.com.